Harmony. Har. Emo. Me. Podcast with Allie and Allie. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Where we talk about hot topics. <laughs> Not hot pockets, <laughs> but hot topics. Hot topics. Fun news stories from around here in Northwest Indiana. Yes. And outer land. Outer. <laughs> outer parts. You around know, here. Places that people live. <laughs> we talk about stuff that happens there. And then... We make a connection to an emo song. Yes, a song that we grew up with and we grew with. And shaped us and made us who we are today. Into <laughs> two beautiful young women okay. that aren't middle-aged. They are still young women. Yes. We're still in our 20s. We don't have any kids. Mm-mm. We're married. We got animals. Yep. I got two cats. I have a pig. And we like to eat pizza and drink beer. Yeah. I was going to say, I had a thought when you were talking. Dalton and I watched Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. I know in that movie. I love that movie. I love that movie scene. It's one of my favorites. Yes. She's dressed all like pop punk. Oh, yeah. She's in a band. Uh Uh-huh. And Dalton and I went on this like 20 minute rant. I had to like pause the movie. Because she's wearing a studded belt outside of her pants. Oh, yeah. Not in just the, like slanted. Not in the belt loops. Uh-huh. And I'm like, listen, I had to like, I'm like, listen, that doesn't work like that. They make you think it works like that, but it doesn't because it slides up and then it's like on your back and your mm-hmm. belt's like on your belly and you're mm-hmm. constantly pushing it down. And Dalton's like, no, I, I had it figured out because I wore two belts. I'm like, oh, you were a oh, two belt. He did. He did. <laughs> He did. Oh my gosh. I could see it right now. So we had a whole conversation about the studded belt. Two belts. I couldn't do the outside of the loopholes. No. I'm trying to remember if I ever really did. I don't think so. Because it it had to be like someone who was like super skinny Mm -hmm. because it had to like sit on their hip bone. Yeah. I didn't even have that. Just get it. But you were. But you were so small. It just didn't like. You still are small. Didn't go anywhere. Like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It would just go up. And also I can see who inspired your outfit this evening. Could you tell? Yeah. Now now I'm putting two and two together. It was. It was Because we have the band tee. Yeah. And then we got a long sleeve (laughs) tee underneath the band tee. So I can just see it right now. She was wearing that. And then she had like, I think it was like green pants that were kind of like baggy. Yes. With like a white studded belt or something. Yep. And they were like cut off. They were like the gaucho. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she. She had, she had her guitar and she's singing the song. Mm-hmm. The, how's it go? The songs are good. They're catchy. Oh, they are. How I can't it think go? of it. Damn it. This is going to make me crazy. On, I had also made a comment about her hair in the beginning of the movie because it was unnecessarily greasy. Oh, yeah. Dalton's like, you would know. She had a choker on too. Wasn't she wearing chokers? It was a choker it? with a guitar pick Gosh. on it. That movie yeah, was amazing. And a product of the times, clearly. I need to know that song. You're it. You're the ultimate. Oh, yeah. It's automatic. <laughs> I'm sure of it. No lie. Something. And the only guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, here we go. 
And it's, like, in such, like, a perfect, like, tone that, like, anyone can sing it. Yeah. Like, just the perfect, like, keys that it's, like, ah, yeah, I'm such a good singer. I could be Lindsay Lohan in Freaky Friday. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Definitely take a yes. watch. But, I mean, we were, like, commentating the whole time. Plus, I knew, I watched it so many times. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. And he was like, like, each individual part, you're, like, she's gonna say this. Yep. Just reciting Why am I in Anna's room? Or don't eat those French fries. They'll go straight to your thighs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't had one of these in ten years. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. So I love it. All right. Okay. How was your week? Shitty. Me too. Yeah. Okay. So we're almost to summer. That's a plus. Yes. Yeah. It is Friday, Freaky Friday it's night, Friday baby. Night. Yeah, Ooh. this is um, a little different for us. Usually we record on mm-hmm. in the mornings. So. When we're a little more rejuvenated, but I am now on, uh, well, this is well, hour 20 of my day. I don't know. Too many hours. Oh, that's a lot. I'm up there. One more thing before we start. I yes. know I shared this with you. Yes. But something funny that happened to me this week was I get a text from my father. Oh, I thought it was going to be from Joanne. No, she texted me too. Any good sales this week? Um, probably some spring sale. Oh yeah, she texted me yesterday, Joanne. Doorbusters are here. Save up to 60%. But anyway, my dad texted me. Hey there, what does this sticker on the Mustang mean? And the band association? Question mark. From first to last? Question mark. Will I get struck by lightning if I take it to church? <laughs> and I open this text and I'm like, oh, I don't really know how to respond. <laughs> and so for those who do not know, uh, the Mustang he's referring to is not the car, it's a guitar. And so when I was growing up in high school, I took guitar lessons and I would use his older guitar, his Fender Mustang. And so since I thought I was so pop punk... I put a from first to last sticker on the smack dab on the front of the guitar, and he has never taken it off. And leading up to this text, now my parents are starting to participate in the worship band at church, and my dad's going to bring in the guitar, yes. so that's why he's asking if uh-huh. he's going to be struck by lightning if he has the uh-huh. sticker on his guitar, and I'm like, well, no, but you could just take it off if you want. Like, obviously it doesn't, I don't need it to be on there anymore. Yeah. I'm playing the guitar. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, well, I, I like the sticker. I'll keep it on there. And then, like, he didn't really say. And then, so I felt like I needed to explain myself. He's like, yes. he was like no, I'm okay with it. I like the sticker. It's officially part of the guitar now. And I'm like, oh, so stupid. <laughs> Is it a clear sticker? It's, it's clear, clear and it's silver. silver. Yes. I have the same one. I think that was must have been on the CD or something. It, How did we both have the same one? Where did we get it? Don't know. I don't know. But it was, like, long. Yes. Yeah. And it was, like, the branchy kind of yes yes so i said anyways there were they were one of those whiny because i didn't want to tell him it was like a screaming band Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. probably would have freaked out (laughs) they were one of those whiny hard rock bands i said lots of eyeliner and greasy hair lol didn't last long the lead singer ended up becoming a very well-known electronic dance music guy skrillex (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't say anything no no well, I mean, he texted me after that, but yeah. he didn't, like, reply directly to no. it. Right? And so I'm like, oh, God, what, did he Google it? Right? Did he YouTube it? Oh. I hope he just clicked on from, like, Oh, my gosh. And what did he to listen to? Self. Did he listen to actual from first to last? Or did he listen to Skrillex? Did he listen to both? I have no idea. 
will you go there and see that the sticker is no longer on the Mustang? Yeah, maybe he's like, actually, no. <laughs> I don't know. Because, oh you know, my dad used to yell at me all the time for listening to yeah. rap music. Yeah, so did mine. I think that's a classic dad movie. And, thing. you know, I would feel bad. But then it was like, well, then I guess you're okay with me listening to these people screaming. Yeah, I mean. They never complained about I mm-hmm. mean, my, my mom did, but. I don't that's know that so my dad funny. really understood, like, what it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you know. Because yes. Taking Back Sunday, obviously, they know that's, like, my favorite band. I've been to see them uh-huh, a million times. Uh-huh. They don't scream really, but. No. From a band like from first to last, like I don't know, my parents just well, and they were just so much darker, yeah. Than you know, just a pop punk, you know, like Fall Out Boy, right? You know, type band, right? No, absolutely, a little different. So I don't. Know. But I mean, your mom would have had to know that you saw them when we went to the Fall Out Boy concert. Yes. Yeah. Is that where we got the sticker? Perhaps. Maybe I bet you it was. No false memories here, ladies and gentlemen. These are real facts. Connecting the pieces to our past memory consciousness in our noggin. They are not lost memories. They are not false. They exist. I don't know. I love it. That's amazing. I thought it was really funny. Love it. And that it's lasted all this time. Mm -hmm. Well... I have some things that don't last. Uh oh. Okay. That I would like to talk about today. Are you ready to talk about the hot topic? I would love to know the hot topic. Let me just make sure I'm still recording. Yep, it's still recording. Oh, also, ladies and gents, Allie <laughs> forgot her noggin today. Was it a noggin or what'd you call it? My dongle. Her dongle. Okay. It hooks into my charger port and it has. Couple USBs on it, an HDMI cord on mm-hmm. it. But we were so lucky because my laptop is so old that it still has USB plugs. <laughs> it's not really that old. So <laughs> it's ancient. No, it's not. But do you know who Robert Gorodeski is? No. Robert? You don't know who Robert is? Robert who? Gorodetsky. Gardettos? Did he create no. the yummy chips? No, okay. he didn't. But let me tell you a little what about this do? fella. Okay. okay. He grew up in Illinois, North Shore, which is near us. Don't know where, but okay. it's in Illinois. That's all that matters. Okay. He was the son of a radiologist, okay. and his mother worked in real estate. So he's just a normal guy that went to high school mm-hmm. at New Trier, okay. which is also somewhere in Illinois. Okay. <laughs> okay. He graduated in 2010. He's our age? He is our age. He's, he's a fella. So I was like, oh, okay, this could, this could be one of our friends. Someone we know, someone we graduated with, okay? Yeah. Tell me. At a young age, he's in high school. Uh-huh. And do you remember when we were in high school, did we ever really think about gambling? Do you think that was ever a thought that really crossed our mind? No. No. You didn't really know much about it. I mean, I didn't even really do scratch-offs. No. None of that. It wasn't even a thought on my mind. Well, it was on the mind of Robert. Okay? Uh-huh. So in high school, he definitely started to have an addiction for gambling. He would use his father's Ameritrade account to make trades on the stock market on his laptop in class. So he'd be sitting there and apparently people have laptops in high school, which is... Sounds like a fancy high school. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And I'm sh- since his dad had a stock market account, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was... Fancy schmancy. And then I was thinking too, I'm like, okay, you know, kids nowadays in high school, like maybe one or two, like invested in like Dogecoin or Dogcoin. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but it's always, it's on your phone. So yeah. it's easy to just check it in class and whatever, you know. But like back in 2010, you didn't have internet on your phone. Mm-mm. And if you did, you were a rich kid. So maybe these guys did, but not yeah. even really. And if you did, it was super slow. Right. It wasn't fast enough. To yeah. You would that. have to get on like a school computer. Yeah. To do any sort of research. Especially in like, you know, a Midwestern, suburban wouldn't not not even suburban more like country high school so in our high school we didn't really have much gambling we had a lot of people that would print out random pictures of <laughs> random men they found online called daniel c ralph and so there'd be just be pictures of this random person from online just all over the school yeah that's what we did yeah there really wasn't much gambling during his years in high school He was suspended for poker games that he would, you know, start to set up with other students and he'd be take. it wasn't just like, oh, let's play poker and just like have fun with like chips. Like, no, it was money. So these people would show up with money. And so he was, you know, trying to orchestrate basically all this gambling while he was in school. He would set up like actual, you know, just random gambling games in the hall. So he, you know, he was suspended whatnot. He like barely graduated, but... He did, and then he ended up going to college for a year, and then he dropped out. It was said once that he could only focus on one thing, and that was the rush he got from gambling. So that was just, like, his whole life. Wow. He was just addicted to it. He was just like, money, 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 money. I'm just going to figure this thing out and do it. He was mostly into sports betting. Mm -hmm. and the stock market when he was first starting out because, you know, he was too young to go to a casino or anything. But I think as soon as you turn 18, you can do sports betting if it's legal in your state and all this stuff. After he left college, he was really, really like, he thought he was going to make it big because he just kept winning money, kept winning money. He decided to move to Las Vegas. Oh, boy. And start his own career, essentially. Okay. Just as a professional professional gambler. gambler. Yes. Okay. Actually, one of his biggest wins was a six-figure winning from a college football parlay. So here he is, and he's, like, collecting all this money, and there's people around him seeing him win because he's obnoxious about it. Oh, the worst. And there's a USA Today reporter that witnessed it, okay? Okay. So, you know, from there, this reporter, you know... I mean, if you're out in Vegas, you're probably trying to, like, find a story, you know? Sure. Just hanging out. I mean, who knows? I don't know what this reporter was doing, but... So he's like, all right, I'm going to write an article about this guy. Because mm-hmm. here, here's this young kid, probably close to 21, sure. just out of college, just won a six-figure winning mm-hmm. from a sports bet, a college sports bet, okay? And parlays are when you have to vote on multiple things. It's not just like, oh, this team's going to win. Remember when we got FanDuel accounts? FanDuel accounts. Yes. And I taught you how to do a parlay. Yes. There's the same game parlays, but you have to do those before the game starts. Or you could do, and really you have to do all parlays before the game starts, but you can bet on multiple things like this quarterback's going to get this many yards, this person's going to get a touchdown. Yes. Yeah. Very specific. So after this USA Today reporter wrote this article about him, people started to kind of just like, you know, it brings attention, just like how we talked about the lottery mm-hmm. and how when people win and you're in the news, you're getting a lot of attention. Yeah. So he started to become a little suspicious guy. People became very suspicious of him. Okay. They're just like, hmm, you What's know. What's deal? Yeah, like here's this young kid, like 
there's something wrong with this. Like, we're on to you, dude. Okay. Because he was super flashy about everything. Like, he would come rolling in to the casino. He actually dated Miss Utah at one point. Oh, boy. Um, His Instagram was, like, full of hot girls. Like, super... He wore Louis Vuitton hoodies, like, tracksuit type things. He wore a $47,000 watch. What? Um, He would stay in, like, luxury suites in the Aria in Vegas. And this is just all from money that he's been winning? Yes. Yes. Well, well, we're going to find out. Sounds kind of sketchy. He is wearing, like, limited edition sneakers. Just, like, any, what, like, let's say he's, like, 21, 22. Like, Uh, any, what, any young man who's getting all this money and being real cocky about it, you know, would be wearing and doing. I'm sure he's, like, buying everyone drinks. Actually, in an article I read, they talked about how he was sitting at a table with New York Giant star receiver... Odell Beckham Jr., which is like a huge, you know, football star. Yeah. Robert before talked about loaning Beckham $10,000 so he could play blackjack. So here's this guy loaning a football star ten grand so he could play blackjack. Uh, um, and, you know, so everyone just kind of started to gravitate towards him too. Like, okay. pop, you know, famous people sure. or people who were trying, you know, who had money that wanted to invest. And especially like sports betting, because he would do really good on sports bets, but no one can figure out why. Because they were just like random. There was no really thought behind it. They call them oversized sucker bets, apparently. Like so things that will probably not happen. Yes. Or like, like he just was just odd things. It was like he had all this money and he would just bet on the stupid stuff, just like hoping he would win. Okay. Probably all the stuff that had like really bad odds. You know, and then he would okay. Yes, right. which you know, some say it's just lucky. Which some stuff he did just get really lucky with, but he was very careless about everything. Okay, I think everyone was just starting to think like, okay, well, where's he getting all this money from? You know, what's going on here? Uh, he was a subject of investigations by Nevada Gaming Commission and the FBI. So he at that point he stopped hanging out in casinos, okay? And he was more just kind of like it seemed like he would, you know, do apps on his phone, mm-hmm. like the FanDuel stuff and he was laying low, do more under investigation. Yeah, do more stock market things, etc., okay? Okay. Let's say, you know, he's probably 23, 22, 23, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is like the height of like, you know, for the past four years, he's just been like living large, being crazy, yeah. doing his thing. Okay. Over a four month period, beginning in February, 2014, Robert fraudulently obtained more than $953,000 from victim A, which they don't have his name, for the purported purpose of investing in the stock market. So he basically, he was so flashy about everything. Yeah. That he was basically like convincing people or people were like giving him money and saying, hey, invest <gasps> in this for me. Or like take my money and put it in this so and multiply lucky, it. Yes. Here's my money. Win for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead he used a vast majority of it. The vast majority <laughs> of it. <laughs> He used 737000 for himself. Wait, so somebody gave him almost a million dollars to invest in the stock market. Oh, boy. To make them money. Okay. 
And he basically just used the farm. Yes. So what does this remind you of? <laughs> it, like, as soon as I started reading about it, I'm like, oh, shit. This reminds me of Fire Festival. Oh. How, how that guy, like, he was just a scam artist. Yeah. How he just made everyone think that he had this big festival. Oh my gosh, yes. This big festival and Blink-182 is playing and this person and Kylie Jenner is going to be there. And like he even convinced like Kylie Jenner and stuff like like was giving them money. Or did he and even? No, he was promising them money. Right. Which basically that's the same thing that this person was doing. Right. Give me, you know. And then people were buying tickets for the festival and there was no festival. And he was taking all the money. Yes. Insane. So... Yeah, I just, random thought. It just reminded me of Firefest, which we could talk about on another episode. That'd actually be a good topic. So, that was in four months that this happened. Okay. That he spent all $737,000 oh. of this person's money, okay? okay? So, in July of 2014, Robert falsely told the victim that his original investment had increased to $2 million due to successful trades, but that greater returns would be had in sports wagering. So, he told his guy, like... That he doubled his Oh, earnings. yeah, you know, I... Yeah. It's two mil now. You have two mil. Mm-hmm. So, over the next three years... So, we're talking from so July 2014 to July 2014. 17. Robert continued to ask victim A for more money, creating false statements that misstated the balance of the victim's account. The amount and kind of wagers placed by Robert, as well as the profits and losses of those bets in Robert's spending on luxury items, just... Yeah. I'm wondering, like, how this relationship with victim A started. Well, I might have answers, okay? Let me look at my notes. Like, how do you just trust somebody with that amount of money who doesn't have any kind of, like, business degree or is, like, just some kid? I mean, who's the idiot? (laughs) In this story. (laughs) True. True. But then it's talking about how also during those four years that, you know, he spent at least $2.2 of the victim's money on items unrelated to sports bets. So, like... He probably, it's probably a whole like, okay, I lost your money, I need more money, or like this happened and this happened, like with no actual like facts behind it. But this, I mean, this says he gave him 2.2 million on items, including to pay his living, travel, and entertainment expenses, as well as purchase luxury cars and jewelry. And he would always roll in with a colorful crew. He had a financial manager and enforcer and a pickup artist. What's that? To pick up babes. Oh. Probably. I'm like, right? Bags of cash? Oh my God. (laughs) oh boy the thing i'm trying to figure out is who the victim a is because they never say who it is Mm -hmm. but they also talk about how he was in some sort of relationship with his girlfriend's father i don't think he was giving him money i think they were almost like weirdly in it together weird yes so let me tell you how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Well, a couple days ago. Are we? We're at like two mil. We've been tossing around. Well, buying stuff. It just keeps happening. Okay. It just, keeps happening. It's just- I don't know when it ends. It just keeps happening. He's just giving him money, this dude. But then he finally is like, okay, okay, like something's up here. After he spends after like ten million dollars, ten million. Gorodetsky Garito Gardita. He was 28. <laughs> he was of Northbrook. Okay? Last year this happened. Mr. Gardetto. <laughs> Brown chip. He prefers the honey mustard. 
flavor. Is there a honey mustard Gardetto? Is there? I hope not. Ugh. What? That'd be so good. Like honey Ranch. mustard pretzel? Ranch. Mm. Flavored mustard. everything. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder where Pepper gets it from. Have you seen the pit? Pickle? The ranch pickles? Those look disgusting. I wouldn't want that. No, just give me a normal dill pickle. I don't know. Bitches. I would try it. I don't want no ranch dill pickles. I thought you were going to ask me if I saw that Ugh. TikTok where the person puts the ranch on the piece of pizza and then dips the piece of pizza in a bucket of ranch. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've not seen it, but I'm all about it. 100%. Mm. It has to be a good ranch, though. Mr. Gardetto, yes. 28, mm-hmm. of Northbrook. He pleaded guilty last year to wire fraud and filing a false tax return, okay? Uh Uh-huh. I don't understand wire fraud. I don't know. What is that? The wire fraud has to do with the $10 million, probably, because he was probably having some guy wire him money in a false manner, not telling him the truth, you know? Wire fraud. Let's look it up. Wire fraud is a type of fraud that involves the use of some form of telecommunications or the internet. This type of crime can make use of any and all forms of electronic media, including telephone or fax machine. Fax machine? Email or social media or text messaging. Is that like when you get a fax from the like Prince of Nigeria and they're like, please mail me 20 million or send me $20,000 for the princess? She's stuck in a castle. And then you do? Can you sue that person for wire fraud? Yeah. Okay. So this is basically saying, I need $20,000 to invest on, you know, the Bears winning this game, but he's not using it for that. That's So yeah. Okay. That makes sense, right? He was actually sentenced a couple days ago. Oh. Okay. So they freaking laid down the law. Did they? They laid it down and they said... You get a 28-month prison term. So that's two, a little over two years okay. of being in prison. He also was ordered by Judge Elaine Bucklow to repay $7.2 million in outstanding losses. He's probably, like, going to be homeless his whole entire life. Or, knowing him being a scam artist, he's just going to figure out some way some to scam. scam. Exactly. Because what's two years? Yeah, barely nothing. And then his lawyer's trying to get him to do like a stay at home. Like an ankle monitor type thing? Yes, instead of actually being in prison. And you know, because of COVID, he probably will end up doing it. But it's just crazy. That's crazy. Like, I understand it's not as a serious crime as like a murder. But come on, like, he stole money from Mm -hmm. this person. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I don't even know what that would be like. No. And I mean, I get it. It's like... Okay, yeah, that other person had to be stupid. You know, I'm sure it was like a half and half. Like, okay, here, this is what you want. Like, he would probably win some. Because, I mean, he kept having to string him along somehow. Right, exactly. For him to keep doing it. Exactly. So. Yeah, he must have been getting something out of it a little bit at a time for it to be like. Yeah. This is going to be worth it eventually. Mm -hmm. But, like, people knew who he was. That's, like, the craziest thing. He was so flashy and, like, had this Instagram and he was, like, the king of sports betting and all this stuff. And then, but really he was just, like, a fraud this whole time. I do not know. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Overall, we have learned to not commit fraud. (laughs) Because you will end up going to jail and paying millions of dollars in return. I wonder why they didn't make him pay the whole 10 mil. There's more to this story. 
He also went by Big Rob Style. Oh, no. Would you like to see a picture of him? Yes. Is He's it... like such your typical D-bag. Okay, wait. Let me, before I look, I'm going to try to guess. He's got, is he blonde? Uh-uh. He's a brunette. Uh-huh. He's got like loafers, not like Sperry's, but fancier. It's not, this isn't a full, no. Not it's not his full body. Does he have like a red polo? No. I don't know. No, it's not a no. at all. Oh God, no. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <gasps> That's not what I was picturing no. at all. No, no, no. No. Oh, interesting. He's like one of those people who wasn't blessed with good looks, so we had to figure out another way to get. <laughs> He's not bad looking. Oh, well, here. <laughs> Let me show you I was more. Just, I was picturing this really like preppy. You know who he looks like. Like that looks like Mike. That Mike Boudet guy from from Sword and Sword Scale. Scale. This is funny. In the comments, it says, "Can never trust anyone wearing LVX Supreme because it was Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton and Supreme. That's what the oh together. Yeah, his hoodie okay. is a Louis Vuitton. His hat just his hat says Gambler with no E, just G A M B L R, like Tumblr Gambler. Cool, bra. Oh, boy. I wonder if he listens to emo music. I don't know. I'd like to know. Ooh, he has a Twitter. His bio on Twitter says, Sports betting king, currently banned from Vegas. Now I'm giving away my place for free to help everyone take down the house. Last time he tweeted was January 2018. Yikes. Banned Dropping. From yeah. Banned from Vegas. Probably because Probably I- is. Dropping 100K on Carolina Panthers plus 615 this Sunday. FCK the hook. We don't need it. Whatever that means. But then also like there was quotes in some articles that said that he would say like really ignorant stuff like, I can't tell you one player on this team. Like he'd be making sports bets and just be like, I don't know the name of the quarterback. I don't know anyone on the team, but just like be doing bets. Just like super cocky. Heading over to Aria and dropping 35K on Tampa. Let's go Bucks. So he was so like that. So it was 35K that wasn't his money. And then what happened? Nothing. Sometimes he would win and sometimes he wouldn't. Yeah. So my thing too is like maybe this guy, victim A, gave him the $7.2 million. Mm-hmm. And that's why, even though it says he stole $10 million, he only has to repay seven point two because that's what he bet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is interesting. Or like out of the $10 million, he was able to give back the guy too. <laughs> so he just has to pay him the rest. Interesting fact before we end this story. Okay. Did you know that NFL personnel are prohibited from betting on NFL games but not other team sports? Tom Brady can't say, I'm putting all my money on my team. Yeah. I mean, that's probably fair. Yeah, because you could just say, oh, I'm putting all my money on the other team and then just F up. Yeah, that that would be bad. Yeah. That's all I have, folks. But I, I think you're right. I think he'll serve his time and he'll figure a way to do it again somehow. Absolutely. Because he kind of looks like the guy from Firefest. <laughs> they have the same look. Are they brothers? Dead eyes, like just money, money, just money, and then thing. just like compulsive liar, liar. I mean, and obviously he's had this addiction for a while, mm-hmm. so it's like not like it's since just gonna, high school. It's not just gonna end. No. Yes, so that's the story of Robert Gordita. I just can't even imagine that. Mm -mm. I wonder if there's like something inside people that make them like that. That feel like they need to prove themselves and like 
that sort of way mm-hmm. that feel like they need to be rich and do all these high-end things to make people like them. Mm-hmm. It's got to be some like self-esteem issue. Like Some not being accepted or yeah. something. I'm not a licensed therapist, but... No. If you have problems with gambling, <laughs> yeah. please call 1-800-STOP-NOW. I don't know. Or is it 1-800-GAMBLING? Uh, I don't know the actual number. Let's look up. But then this article I'm reading, it says, Sports gambler linked to athletes banned from Las Vegas casinos. So my thing is, like, was he also, like, getting in with... Like, athletes? Like, is there such a thing? Okay, this is just a thought I'm having in my brain. Okay. Is there such a thing as athletes giving their money to someone else and saying, exactly. I'm sure they could do it on And saying, hey, you know what? Joe Schmo has, you know, his ankle's really sore. He's probably not going to do too well tonight. You should throw some money on this. And hey, here's this much. Give me 50%. I mean, it's probably definitely illegal, but you could do it under the table, I suppose. If you know more about athletes gambling, gambling, we let us know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to hear about the song you have for me. I am. (laughs) If you or a loved one has an addiction to gambling... Please call 1-800-GAMBLER with an E. G-A-N-B-L-E-R. Call now. (laughs) Maybe we need to go because this is the second episode we've talked about gambling. (laughs) We are going to go to Hard Rock. Hell yeah, it opens May 14th. I go past the sign all the time. And it says, it doesn't even say Gary, Indiana. It says North Northern Indiana. Not even Northwest, just Northern Indiana. Well... You can see it off the expressway. Can you? Mm Mm-hmm. How does it look? Not like a casino. No? No. It looks like a warehouse. Oh, no. It'll it'll be cool, though. There's going to be, like, a bunch of, like, memorabilia Mm -hmm. for different musicians, so that'll be super neat. It's going to be super packed. Would you say that Robert was trying to live the lifestyle of the rich and famous? I sh- oh my god, Allison! <laughs> I should have known that because you're wearing a good Charlotte shirt right now. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich and the famous—they're always complaining because I'm taking their money. Yeah, he probably sang it just like that too. He was probably really influenced by maybe. He could be. He seems like the type of guy. Yeah, he's got a flat build hat, Louis V. Supreme hoodie. Oh, yeah. So, are you ready? I am so ready. Good Charlotte. Yes. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. I love it. So, most of my... I had a feeling. I did. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Oh, I thought earlier when you followed me up the stairs... I was like, well, because in the back of my shirt, it says Lifestyle Celebration Famous Tour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's going to see that. And she's going to know. She's going to know. You never said anything. I was like, oh, she didn't know. She didn't no. Know. Okay. So most of this information that I'm going to tell you today came from the Alternative Press podcast episode Ooh. that was released August 12th, 2010. Okay. So it's kind of older. And but... it's a 2010. Yeah. Because he graduated in 2010. Okay. Oh, you didn't even know. See, they always it. connect. It does. Good Charlotte members include Joel and Benji Maiden, Paul Thomas and Billy Martin. Yes. Okay. Four, right? Yes. Okay. So those that who do not know 
Joel and Benji are twins. Yes. Uh, and they are basically, I wrote the foreman because I couldn't think of another word, but they are the leaders of the band, right? Yes. And they are from Waldor- Waldorf, Maryland. Okay, a new state. New state. East Coast still. East Coast, uh-huh. yes. So they recorded their demo in 1996 using a karaoke machine. <laughs> what? They were 16. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love 1996. it. 1996. Wow, okay. Um, I was four. So... Yeah, obviously they set up this karaoke machine. They had instruments and stuff. But they made a press kit, which is basically like music resume and, or portfolio with like some of their music. I probably like on a CD and they probably threw other stuff in there and included a, pictures taken from a disposable camera that Joel and Benji's sister Sarah took. Cute. <laughs> I love it. And then they they were saying in the podcast episode that they were just like in their room in their like childhood home and they called Brett Gertowitz. He's the lead guitarist from Bad Religion. So I don't know how they like go about getting his number. His numbers, but maybe they had some kind of rep at this point or something. Okay. But they were like 16, like just sitting in their room. Some babies. With this- Pictures taken on a disposal camera and music on a CD, and we're like, this is it. Like, this is, we're doing this. Like, oh my God. Could you imagine? Wow. That's like how they just got into the music business. So they mailed that they to him? They just mailed stuff to everybody and call, and we're just like, cold and that's call how it people. used to be. Yeah. That's how it used to be, really. So growing up, not to leave out Paul and Billy, they're important members of the band, but, mm-hmm. you know, Joel and Benji. Benjamin, <laughs> his full name is, um, you know, are the main people. So they had a younger sister, Sarah, and an older brother, Josh. Growing up, they didn't really have a lot of money, so their family struggled. And their dad was in and out of their lives, and he had finally left for good, I think, around that same time. Like, around, maybe they were a little younger, but around that time. Yes. So that kind of really fueled their, like, angst. Mm-hmm. And so like, we're in a broken home. Yeah, like influence for their music. Absolutely. And that's what really, yeah. like, they had a connection to music because of that, all those feelings. And they, so then that's what they wanted to do with their lives. Okay. That's cool because that was like their escape. It was like exactly. making music from the like it, heartache of. They enjoyed it so much that they're like, you know what? We want to make this for other people. Yeah. And also they just enjoyed doing it for themselves too. Like right. Help them release. And, like, their mom was pretty supportive, but she was, like, you know, because they were young. And she was, like, you have to finish finish high school. Mm -hmm. So she, like, was very, like, I don't care whatever you guys want to do, but you need to, like, finish high school. And so, um, like I said, they struggled kind of, you know, growing up. But they just really pushed hard for their dreams and didn't ever settle for anything less and. I mean, they're pretty big now. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, their mom was strict, and they were telling all these stories. It was it was really funny about all the things that they have, that they've kept. And I'm like, oh, okay. they're, they're just like me. They've kept everything. <laughs> 
So they have one of the guys has the their first set list. The first ever. The first ever wow. from their first ever show when they were like sixteen, yeah. just playing at probably some Aww. you know ringing armory yes. or something. That's amazing. They have the their hall pass from school that they had so that they could leave school early to go play the show. Oh. They've, like, kept all of this stuff. And these are men. Yes. Like, grown men. One of the guys kept the barf bag from their first airplane ride for when they started playing, like, other places. Because they'd never been in an airplane before. And so so he kept the barf bags. I love it. I know. It's very sentimental. He said, it's not like they kept things from their mom, but, like, he said something about it was like the first concert he ever wanted to go to and so he remembered he told his mom he was he was going to the mall to buy concert tickets but he didn't want to t- like want her to know so he came back he's like well I had to come back to the mall with something so he ended up buying an Everclear f- record and that was the first record he ever bought Aww. and it was like that even like influenced him yes and they said they were also really influenced by the Weezer album Pinkerton I love it yeah so that's kind of a little history of their growing ups. Interesting. And like, I wonder like what type of music was it like at that point? Was it grunge? Like pop punky? I think it was grungy? probably pop punky. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I just imagine it. And I just see like Benji with his like weird Liberty spikes in his hair. Yes. And Joel's just like, yeah, look at me. I got gel in my hair and eyeliner on and black. Yes. Everything. I almost, I almost came over with like. No, black. you did it. I know you about did it. it. And I was like, no, because I had to go to the store. <laughs> the oh enough. my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> I love you. Where do you think Good Charlotte, the band name, comes from? Okay. Hmm. Good Charlotte. I'm gonna say Charlotte's Web. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Because Charlotte was a badass. Spider mm-hmm. who put inspirational quotes in spider webs. Okay, I love that. Okay. Idea. And you're not too far <laughs> off. Okay, okay. All right. Good That's Charlotte. my guess. <laughs> That's a really good guess. Okay. Good Charlotte comes from a children's book. Okay. But it's not Charlotte's Web. Dang. It's called Good Charlotte, the Girls of Good Day Orphanage. Huh. Written by Carol Beach York, who is from Chicago, Illinois. Dang. <laughs> Connections. The book is about a mysterious young girl with blue hair who shows up to the orphanage and wants to be friends with the main character, Taddy, whose name is Charlotte. So Taddy is her nickname. Okay. So it was a series of books called Good Charlotte about this girl, Taddy, who lived in an orphanage. Huh, with blue hair. There was this one specific book that... Okay. There was a girl who came to the orphanage with blue hair. Huh. So they adapted the book title. I love it. Yeah. Very specific. Yes, absolutely. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was released in 2002 on Good Charlotte's second studio album, The Young and the Hopeless. Yes. It featured other classics like the anthem and Girls and Boys. Girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. That's what Robert was thinking. He's like, (laughs) I need to get that car and I need to get that money. Exactly. (laughs) The song Lifestyles and the Rich and Famous reached 20 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it won the Viewer's Choice Award at the MTV Music Awards in 2003. The album, The Young and the Hopeless, went triple platinum and sold 5 million copies. Wow. H- huge. Yes. Yes. And I remember 
was definitely still in middle school mm-hmm. when this came out. And, I mean, was it like sixth grade? It would have had to have so, been. So, 2002. Seven. Yeah, sixth yeah. grade. Yeah. It was early. And I remember family friends coming over to the house. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it was always the person who was a little bit older who would kind of, like, introduce you to music mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And I remember they brought the CD over and they were pl- put it in the computer to listen to it. <laughs> and then they burned a CD for me. Yeah. Because that was, like, the thing. Nice. Like, you would just. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, you got this new CD. Can you burn it for me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I obviously listened to it a yeah. bajillion times. Right. And I was like, wow. And you know, you don't really know. You're so young. You don't know what it means. But you're just like, this sounds so cool. Right. And it's edgy. This you know, is, they. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh-huh. Good Charlotte's not really emo, but they're pop punk. Oh, yeah. Like. But like their lyrics, some of them. So the, maybe not this album, but. But it's what introduced you to yes, it. Yes. It, it totally is what... Yes. Whether the, it's the gateway yes, to... To emo. This. To full-blown emo. Yes. Totally. And I just... Oh my gosh. I don't even know what to say. It's... I can't even, like, explain the feeling that, like, I just remember having, like, listening to that at that age. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very, it's, like, the whole edgy thing. Like... Yes. Oh, I'm so cool. I'm listening to this. Yes. It's and so I, different. It's like, funny because, like, the very first one I ever remember listening to that made me feel that way, the very first album was Pink. Misunderstood. <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm sorry to get off topic, but no, that's okay. I remember fourth grade, and she says like "ass" or something, and I'm just, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this song says "ass" in it. That makes me really hardcore. Yes. All right. Anyways, keep going. Okay. So some fun facts about the song. I guess the influence for this song in particular came from an Iggy Pop song called Lust for Life, which I didn't listen to, but we could do a little side-by-side. I guess the beat is similar. Um, They went through three drummers while recording this album. Uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was actually a British show from 1984 to 1995, and I imagine it being like something like MTV Cribs. Okay. Where it was just like a show and they basically just, Robert would have been on there and he would have been like, here's my <laughs> closet of Louis Vuitton things yeah. and here's these hot babes. On my shoes. Here's and my cigars. Here's my $47,000 watch. Yes. Like they just were like, here's mm-hmm. my cars. And mm-hmm. The song was heard on an episode of Drake and Josh in 2004. Really? Drake and Josh turned on the radio in their dune buggy and the chorus of the song was playing. <laughs> so cute. Interesting fact. I yeah. like that. Now, you know, I know the chorus. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Did you know that in the lyrics of the song, they say, well, did you know when you're famous, you could kill your wife and there's no such thing to 25 to life as long as you got that cash to pay for Cochran? Yes. Yes. Do you know what that line is referring to? As long as you got the pay for Cochran. No. No. O.J. Simpson. Okay. And his attorney, Johnny Cochran, is what that line is referring to. Okay, I did not know that. Well, did you know when you're famous, you could kill your wife? And there's no such thing as 25 to life? Wow. Yeah. I never realized that. And there was another line, which I didn't write this down, but it was the the line right after that. They say something about smoking crack and McDonald's will never take you back. Yeah. That's about some famous politician who got caught huh. smoking crack but ended up winning to, in office anyways 
Really? Yes. So they're basically calling everyone out. Pretty much. In the whole song. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. And so they said, <laughs> they said, they said, um, the episode, the podcast episode was really good. They went into a lot of like detail kind of about, you know, how they got to where they are, but they definitely, cause this was in 2010. So, you know, they said that lifestyles and the whole, this album, the young and the hopeless really put them on the map. Mm-hmm. But they said that lifestyle is a little misunderstood, and it wasn't about criticizing the rich and the famous. Okay. It was more, they were more trying to say, like, give it to us. Okay. Like, we want what you have. Yes. But not, not trying to criticize them. Okay. And they wanted it to be more about appreciating what you have. Like, t- hmm. taking a look at the rich and famous and saying, like, oh, you guys get to do whatever you want. Maybe it would be nice to be like that. Yes. But also, we should just appreciate what we have because yeah. maybe that lifestyle is really not what it's cracked up to be. Yes. But they okay. said they definitely use it now as like a joke uh-huh. because they are rich and famous. Yes. So they like, you know, when stuff happens, I'm sure if they have like legal trouble or anything else that they might fall into when you're rich and famous, mm-hmm. they'll like look at each other and like shrug their shoulders and be like, lifestyle of the rich and famous. Oh like, my <laughs> gosh. Well, because isn't one of them is married... Benji's married to Cameron Diaz. Yes. Are you talking about this? Mm-hmm. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the song was just supposed to be more of a statement of wanting to show how it's an escape for people, like, the actions yes. that they do. Okay, that makes Much sense. Much like Robert. Yes. And that they're just, like, mostly fake. So Robert Gardetto. The music video. Yes. Do you remember? I... Vaguely do. Okay. I'm thinking black and white. Is it dark? It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's not like just mm-hmm. normal colors, mm-hmm. but it is. But it's darker. Mm-hmm. And aren't they just like going around, mm-hmm. causing havoc? Kind of. Okay. How's it go? So it opens with a shot, like a helicopter shot. It looks like a episode of Cops. Okay. And yeah. it's Beverly okay. Hills. It's like a news broadcast. And then the band's playing in front of, I think it's like the courthouse. And there's berries and cherries lights all over, like cop lights. Yes, just yes. going all around. Okay, they're, okay. They're starting to sing. They're starting to play. Yes. So I wrote in here what you already said. Benji's rocking the Liberty Spikes. Yes. <laughs> Does he have like um, trip pants on with the chains? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember that. Probably. You maybe did. Yes. Um, so then they kind of, you know, the camera moves and then each band member is shown in an interrogation room, which huh. is why it's dark. Yes. So yes. It's mostly just one of the band members and the cops like yelling at him. Okay. And then they are in a jail cell and they're singing in the jail. And then <laughs> there's this kind of long musical part more like where there's like cut and paste graphics. Like, the real, like, Sharpie marker and, like, cut out pieces of notebook yes, and stuff like yes. that, which pop up, and those are inspired from the 70s fanzine, like, zines, um, aesthetic that was closely related to punk at that time, where photocopiers were used to make mass-produced flyers and stuff. Love it. Like, very, like... Absolutely. The whole punk checkerboard thing. Yes. Like, Sharpie. Exactly. Like, you think of, like, the Sex Pistols and, like... Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's a different couple of things of that. Benji spaces in a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. 
I do. You're, it's coming back to me. So then they walk into the courtroom, and this is when I was watching this music video earlier, and they're like shackled together walking into this courtroom, and I'm out verbally out loud, just I'm like, oh dear, <laughs> like what is going on? Because one of the guys, I don't know if it was Billy or Paul, or I don't know if it was the two other members, uh-huh. but he's got like the short, stringy black hair. That's Billy. Like. I think. All the eyeliner yes. for the whole world. Uh-huh. And it's, if I'm like... Does he have like two pieces of his hair in the so front? So bad. They just... <laughs> I mean, it was the, it was the scene. Like, it yeah. was the style. Oh, 100%. But now, just looking back at it, it's like, oh, wow. And just to think that like men, like grown men, teenage men used to dye their hair. Black. Jet black. Jet black. Who does that and now? Then, and then no never one. wash it. No. Oh, God. Ew. <laughs> and there's dandruff in it. Ugh. Flashbacks. So. <laughs> so there's a courtroom. And fun fact. Kyle Gass from Tenacious D plays the lawyer. Huh. And Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC plays a witness. Okay. And there's another special guest. A boxer dog named Aww. Cash Dog. And that's their dog. Yes. Aww. So, I love boxers. They're the best. Um, all in all, just very punk pop. I, punk I wrote, pop, not pop punk. Punk pop. Punk pop. <laughs> Good draw the punk pop band. <laughs> yeah. But all in all. <laughs> that's the go the description. The we were talking about the pop, punk pop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Uh, it just is so ironic, though, because isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think they are like super rich and famous? Totally. Oh my God, they're so rich. They have their own clothing line. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, made. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See, it's coming back. I know everything you say. Joel married Nicole Richie. I knew that. They have a child. Did you know that she's Lionel Richie's daughter? Yes. Okay, adopted I, daughter. I just like never put that together. Never? No. In your life before today? <laughs> no, I never did. Shut up. Even like Paris and, Rich, Paris and Nicole? I yeah. just never. I just, it was Nicole Richie. And I just, the simple life? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was today years old. My mom would. Out. My mom like told me right away, like when I would, you know, mm-hmm. when you know they're popular. She's like, "Do you know that's Lionel Richie's daughter?" As you mentioned, yes. Benji married Cameron Diaz. Like yes, like how much more in secret too? I think. And then that, then they just like, can hey, you hey. Get, How much more famous can you get? I don't know. It's just so cool. Like I just, this is gonna sound so cheesy, but like when you're young, like. The style of boy that you like is mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up and then like a rich pretty girl ends up marrying them. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. No, I know what you mean. I it's... always wonder, like, because I know, you know, celebrities, no matter if you're an actress, actor, singer, whatever, yeah. they have parties and 
just all kind of end up, they all just kind of end up mixing each other. and like meeting and knowing each other. But like at what point, hey man, guys from Good Charlotte, do you want to come to my pool party? Oh, Cameron Diaz is here. Like at what right. point do those two and worlds mix? I don't know. And then like what conversation like sparked their interest? That's the same thing for me with like Travis Barker and Kourtney and Kardashian. Kourtney, I know, I know. I'm just like, oh. How does this work? You go from Scott Disick. To Travis Barker. Who's like pretty boy. To yeah. Travis Barker, who's bald and tattooed. And he has tattoos on his face. I mean, you and go, girl. the one that really gets me. Grimes. Yes. And Elon Musk. That's weird. How does that work? I don't know. At what party were they both at? Ooh, who is that? Oh, that's Grimes. She's a DJ. Oh, Elon. You own Tesla? Yeah. You want to make a baby? How does that work? I have no idea. I have no idea. And also, like, just MGK and Megan Fox. Like, Megan Fox was, like, a superstar. Yeah. And then MGK is just, like, this kid growing up watching Transformers, and now he's dating Megan Fox. And then it's like, okay, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. Yes. I guess we'll just never know what the lifestyle of the rich and famous is really like. I guess not, but I've been thinking about really, you know, taking out a loan to do some sports betting. You want to loan me some money? I'll put. I'll invest it for you. Will you? Yeah. Only if it's a parlay. Okay. Same game. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Continue. Um, we just keep getting distracted. That's okay. I just have one more thing. I'm sorry. Okay. Because before we started recording, you mm-hmm. put a song on. I know, and that's when I kind of had a clue because you were just like, okay. <laughs> so and is. Also ironic because last week we talked about Little Peep's documentary. We did. And did you know that Good Charlotte does a very good cover of Awful Things? They sure do. Awful Things. And it's a good one. It's and a it's good, a good too. And yeah. I think like for them to like even do that, it just mm-hmm. shows like they thought Little Peep was really doing something yeah. good. You know? I feel like that was a um, like tribute to him in a way like, like hey dude yeah. yeah ugh little baby Barbie amazing amazing breaking news breaking news we received a new like on our Instagram page Allie I wonder who it is who 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 it's Josh Portman <gasps> from yellow card he was the former yellow card bassist how exciting. Oh my gosh. He's a musician, a space nerd, a record collector, and a mental health advocate. Aw. Thank you so much for liking our page. Thank you. He likes koalas. Aw, I like koalas too. So that was really fun to see that the band that you talked about, like, at least saw your picture and, like, liked it. Yeah. It means something. It makes me feel good. Yeah. I hope it makes you feel it good. It absolutely does. Especially since it's been two weeks in a row. Let's do a three for three, baby. Three. Come on, good shot. Come on, Joel. Hey, Benji. I'm going to tag Cameron. I'm going to tag Nicole. <laughs> Everyone's being tagged. Just as long as it's not for OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> Lyric Palooza. Alright, ready? Yes. To the end of the chorus. Lifestyles of the rich and famous, they're always complaining, always complaining. If money is such a problem, well, they got mansions, think we should rob them. 100%. Oh, 
100%. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You did amazing, amazing. I love it. Such a good band. That's a jam. We love you. You can reach us on Instagram at Podcast, Facebook. And that's it, really, for now. (laughs) Instagram? I said that. Oh, okay. Hmm.